Brothers Barbecue on 525 at Arapahoe. Give you set for today's fan war. Can we be there? God, we are oh, here. Think of the time. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right Our now. love so strange. Says it now. I know. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great myself. Coming off that big, big golf round yesterday. You know. How you feeling about that? I feel great. You feel great about that? I feel great. Well, I think, I think, um, you know, we need to get this out of the way to start. And we got so much to get into here, especially with this Sean Payton, um, uh, Article that came out of another yes. one. Oh my! Part two. Part two. Same, Part two. same author. Yeah. Part two. Uh, <laughs> like the gift that keeps on giving. All right. Uh, so much for anonymous donors here. Let's just take shots at everyone. <laughs> oh my! I love gosh. it. I love it. Um, but to kind of recap our day, you you had never. I'd never invited you to play at my course. Yes. Right? Never. Um, and it's a tough course. And Colorado you know, Golf Club. Yes. And so it's just like ah, this might be a little bit. Uh, too tough for you, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we've had dinner there before and brunch or whatever, but yep. I was like, all right, none of my other friends could make it. So I was yes. like, <laughs> might as well do it, you know? Might as well just suck it up and do it one time. And so did it. You said you could make it. So I was like, all right, sweet, let's have some fun. You were a little bit nervous early on because it's an intimidating course. It is. And you don't play a lot of golf, right? So, um, you know, started off a little bit slow. Next thing you know, you get to the third hole. And it's a hard hole, and you pipe your drive. You hit your second shot on the green. You make a par, right? Unbelievable. Boom. So made a happy. par. Right. So that, happy. That was unbelievable third hole of the day. But before that, before we started, you're like, hey, I got to I, I, I gotta oh. tell you something. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, okay. God. I'm like, okay, what? You're like, I got a radio hit to do at 430. I'm like, <laughs> bro, that's right in the middle of our golf round. Like, what are you, you going to be doing? Walking around Colorado Golf Club on your phone doing a radio hit. Like, how are we going to manage to do that? And we have a, we have a, uh, we have a match, yeah. a team match. Mm-hmm. You play six holes with me. Mm-hmm. You play six holes with the other guy. You, yep. you play six holes with that other guy, right? Yep. So everyone plays with each other. And, um, you know, so it's, so it's, it's fair and fun. And uh, but I'm like, well, you're gonna have to like take a whole hole off, you know? Can you not reschedule this thing? You're like, nope, ESPN, you know. Uh, <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't turn these down. I'm like, what, 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 what are we gonna do? You're screwing up our golf round, right? I said, I said I haven't been on ESPN radio since the Nuggets run. I said you, and you said you've never been to Colorado Golf Club, right? You're talking about something you haven't done in yes. two months. You've never been to Colorado. And this will be Club. your last time going there. <laughs> oh no! Yes, and so like we're on the sixth hole teeing golf, and all of a sudden you, you know you're walking around the green in the tee box like yelling about Russell Wilson. And I'm like, holy cow! We have to let the group behind us go through, stop all of my momentum. <laughs> Just ice me. So the group behind us goes through. We're just sitting there, you know, sweating while you're yelling about Russell Wilson all over the place. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And this was after I had to tell you four times to take off your stinking hat in the clubhouse. Oh, no, he did Yes, yes, take off your hat, Zach. You know, I know this isn't what you're used to, but, like, when you go to a good golf club, most places have the rule. Like, no hats inside. Right. You know, most of them. Right. So I, if I go to any kind of place like that, I always just take my hat off, right? 
So I'm trying to teach you that, right, uh, my youngster. And uh, but I had to tell you at least I'm five five times a, 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 a solid four, yeah, for sure. The, the solid four, like club presidents, right there. You're walking in with your hat on. And he's a big fan of the show, Matt Kellogg. <laughs> oh, and you, you got your hat. on. I'm like, bro, this that was at the end of that. I'm like, this is the fifth time I've told you. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Take off the damn just hat. Instinctively, when I'm holding my hand in my hat, in my hand, I just put it on my head. So that this isn't it. This isn't it. Besides you, you know, wearing your hat all through the clubhouse, you didn't steal golf balls. You you didn't steal range balls, no. which I was proud of. No. You. Um and 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 then you know you you um going around the the, the fifth hole six uh, tee box uh, yelling about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos on your national radio hit. We're having to let the group go through. That wasn't even that wasn't even that didn't even take the cake. That didn't even take the cake. What took the cake was right. You know, we're on hole sixteen. Right, we're we're finishing up here, and um, you know, I I. I'm on the green and two putting for eagle, all right? So I'm going to pat myself on the back out of the bunker, right? What do you think about that bunker shot from 200? Incredible. Anyway, so you hit a great tee shot. You hit a great second shot, right? You got like 100. It's a par five. You got like 130 yards out, and I'm and I'm, I'm coaching you up what to hit and stuff. And you didn't hit it great, but boom, and it, it rolls off the back of the green, right? right? In, right. Into some rough. Yep. And so now you got a little uphill chip, about a 40 to 50-yard uphill chip, right? And I'm like, Zach, you know, it's slower than you think coming up this hill. And it's not like you've ever been close to making, you know, like a you're a great chip like that. But you you are a decent chipper. You I, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm capable, capable chipper. This guy made it. This guy made it. One hop, flag stick in the hole, Unreal. and so we're all going crazy, Unreal. right? And this and and, and and he throws his club up in the air. <laughs> He throws his club up in there, right? We're celebrating. This is awesome. And my first ever birdie. Right. My first ever birdie. And, and so Zach's like, I think that's my first ever birdie. I'm like, well, that means it is your first ever birdie because you would remember if you made a birdie before this. And I played a lot of golf with you. This has to be your first ever birdie. And so we're all celebrating. It was an awesome shot. You just made a birdie on, you know, at Colorado Golf Club, your first ever birdie, which was stinking awesome. The club goes up in there. We're all like, yes, this, that's, uh, you know, this is so much fun. And you go to get your golf club, right? And the head of the golf club is no longer attached to the shaft. It's, it's like, I broke it. It broke. It hit the ground. It, it, it was just in the grass. It wasn't like it was. No, on, like, no, like no. It yeah. It was really weird. Oh broke his club. Oh, my gosh. But that's not it. Oh, my gosh. That's not it. It's not even his club. It wasn't even his club. A great friend of the show, Aaron Anderson's brother, accidentally left it in your golf bag. Zach's using it. Zach broke his club. So, Aaron, there you go. You can break the news to your brother that Zach, oh Zach broke gosh. your brother's golf club, uh, oh snapped it. So, are you going to give it back to him in two pieces? No, I'm going to go across the street after this to PJ Superstar oh, and get it fixed. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, I can't there believe you, you shared that part. Snapped, snapped oh, no. Arn's Brothers Club. Oh, um, my gosh. That I got do. left in your bag. Yeah, and I don't know how it even ended up in there. And, 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 but, oh my dude, goodness. I freaking. What a round. It, 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 it's, I mean, hilarious from like three or four different standpoints. I cannot believe. I did the ESPN radio hit. I was so embarrassed that once I put two and two together that you agreed to do this, and then you're going to be out at Colorado Golf Club for the first time. And I'm, like, in the bathroom trying to avoid the wind, and I'm doing this hit. Luckily, Matt Kellogg uh, gave a full uh, endorsement blessing. He said, you tell Stokely that I want you to take that hit. 
Now that's okay. what you don't okay. know. Okay. That's uh, what you don't because okay. I was a little uh, bit embarrassed. Okay. Um but but but, know. but the first ever birdie of my life, right. a fifth, fifty yards kinda off the green, forty to fifty yeah, yards. Chipping. We had our uh, a great caddy. First time I've ever played with a caddy, shout out Lou. Lou Dog. Uh, uh loved that guy. Uh, I said solid. He's solid. S- solid. Solid. Uh, but uh, he said, yeah, that's about 50 yards. 50 yards off the green birdie. Hit, hit the freaking flag. And it like, drops in the dude, hole. Dude, dude, nothing else from that point. It's like it is just the greatest golf moment of my life at the first time I'm ever playing Colorado Golf Club. You couldn't, snapped, and, couldn't and then threw it and threw the club up in the air in celebration and busted the head off the club. Oh How does my that god! I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you are gonna replace oh, it? I course. told you what you should have done is just say no. It's not my bag. I, I don't know what you're talking. I never saw it. I, I'm, I mistakenly thought it was yours, but it wasn't. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, you add all that. Up, you cannot make it up. No, what a great day! Fun oh, day. So that fun. was my my golf experience with Zach by taking radio hits, walking around the clubhouse <laughs> with his hat on, making his first ever birdie, celebrating and snapping Arn Anderson's uh, brother's club. Just can't make this up. In the all gift, in one round. Gift, right? all in one round. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! You brought the clampets to uh, you know it's like the the the, the Beverly yes. hillbillies. Yes. Oh my gosh! Um, Country come to. Town. Oh my gosh! You can't make it up. Okay. Um, Enough for that. Now that we address that, we that. can care real uh, business. Sean Payton. Business uh, Sean Payton. We're live at Brothers Barbecue, I twenty five in Arapahoe, and Sean Payton's words to USA Today are front and center everywhere. He went scorched earth, and we'll address it coming up next. Live from Brothers Barbecue off I-25 in Arapahoe. Getting you set for today's fan war room camp comeback special. Here's Stokely and Zach. Broncos training camp gets off the ground tomorrow. Cannot wait to be out there. And starting tomorrow, our analysis of training camp 2023 will be presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Okay. Uh, let's get to the news of the day. Uh, this is, again, you know, once in a while I say this, file this under things that you didn't see coming. Sean Payton just did a sit-down interview with uh, USA Today, who's a J- Jarrett Bell, uh, and, and, and he already had made waves by the comments that he had made about the NFL, saying shame on us, coming at Roger Goodell, using himself as an example of, of with Bountygate, and they wanted to kill me and all this stuff. So Sean Payton's words had already blown up 24 hours before, but that pales in comparison to the piece that came out by the same author and the same outlet this morning, Sean Payton going scorched earth on Nathaniel Hackett, calling him uh, calling it one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. Uh, he was saying everything that, hey, I'm going to be pissed if we don't make the playoffs, talking about the embarrassment of 2022. Before we get into the quotes specifically, I'm curious, just with a broad stroke, what you make of all this uh, new noise. Um, I think it's, you know, it's great for us. It we got great, great material. Yep. And I love reading stuff like that. Oh, Sean Payton's taking shots. Okay, let's go. Um, and then I asked myself, why? Like, why is he doing this? Um, most coaches uh, in a new spot, 
you know, you're not really addressing what went on last year and how that coach did. That, that that's like none of your business. You don't really care. Hey, we're doing things differently now. Yep. Um, you know, you saw him take a little shot at uh, the Jets and you know them being on hard knocks and everything that's going on there. Um, and certainly, so I, my my question is why? You know, why did he go down this road? Why why is he bringing more attention um, to the Broncos when he's talking about not wanting attention? So why did why did he do this? Is he trying to take pressure off of Russ? Is he trying to help Russ out here a little bit? Like, what was his point in doing this interview and making those kind of comments? He knew they would blow up. Yeah, like you anytime have to, right? you take a shot like he did yeah. at form at the former coach here, at a, at another team, um, and there's other ones where he's kind of throwing the GM under the bus and yes. how they handled things, and the GM's still in the building. So like you know, it's going to be um, a talking point. A national talking point, a local talking point, but why? Why? Why would you do that um, in in this situation? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, unless you're trying to deflect from Russ all the tension that's been brought to Russ and and how bad he played, and just say and giving him uh, an excuse for that, like of how bad the coaching was and the setup was, and you know they allowed him to do yeah, that, right? Yeah. So that that's my that's that's my really my thoughts here, looking at. Um, those comments, um, how about you? Well, it's, it's a really good question of, of why he would do this. Um, I don't know if there's an actual reason. I actually think it might just be Sean Payton being Sean Payton, like w- w- without an agenda. Uh, just, just, you know, Sean Payton, you know, I'll, I'll say this. For, for someone who was asking for silence, Sean Payton really likes to talk. He, he really does. And, you know... I don't know if there it was some big objective here. I think it might be just getting stuff off of his chest. Because if you wanted to just deflect from Russ, you could really streamline it and simplify it. It seems like in this article, he's stirring the pot with his right hand. He's flipping, you know, eggs with his left hand. He's got his eye on something. He's, he, there's like, whoa, there's so much here that is like, it seems like, you, I'm going to be very honest what it seems like. And I'm not saying that this is the case because I know that this isn't the case. It seems like Sean Payton did this interview at 11:30 on a Saturday night. That's what it feels like. It's just like you're you're just you're just you're just what did Morgan Wallen say? Like you, you you're just maybe like having a couple. It seems like he had a couple beers and gave an interview. I mean, it just he's letting the liquor talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's what it feels like. And I'm not saying that that is. No, I know. But I know, it's like, right. whoa, why? Yeah. Why would you do this and go in this many directions? It just seems like a guy who's got a buzz on and gave an interview. Yeah, um, it does. And and it seemed like it was right in his office. So we know that's not the right, case. Right, right, exactly. That's not what you're saying no, at all. No, here. no. So just want to clarify that. But at the same time, that's kind of how it feels here. Like, like, hey, what are you? You're, you're going down this road, and you're really stirring the pot here. Then you're going down this road, and you're, you know, you're lighting, you know, um, you're, you're pouring, you know, gasoline on the fire over here, and then over here, like all over the place, like taking shots at everyone. Yeah. And um, and then you're talking about, you know, just all the the PR stuff that went into last year's offseason and, and, and all the hype train. Yes. But then now you're doing that now, calling shots for the playoffs and bringing more attention here, and you want to not – so it's like you're all over the map, Sean Payton. You're all over, you're all over the place On here. the heels of just going viral 24 hours before. Right. And getting your words aggregated by Pro Football Talk and, you know, all this, all these different places. So my question is why, though? That's kind of where I go. Why? Like, do you think he just kind of just went and just, like, that's what he does sometimes and, and – you know, because when we when we do this press conference, when we had his press conference yesterday, he's very guarded. Yeah, 
He was very guarded. Yeah. Um, and he'll open up a little bit, but, man, you know, I, I think you're right. With the national media, he's a little bit different than with the local media, and, and we've seen that the last two days. Um, but I just thought some of the stuff was really unnecessary. Yeah. Like, why are you dragging and, the Jets into this? Uh, right, right, right. And, but, and I want to make it clear, that doesn't mean some of the stuff that he said didn't either fire me up or he was just maybe pointing out a blatant truth. Like, so, like, these things can live in the same universe. Like, you can be maybe spot on with saying, hey, there's blood on everyone's hands. Like, yeah, it was Nathaniel Hackett a disaster. Yeah, he was the second coach since 1980 to get fired before his first season was up. So we know that was true. Like, like, like we saw. Yeah, yeah, like, this is true what you're saying. But it's also like, you know, um, it'd be like, like, you know, this would happen once in a while. You know, at my family, we'd be all together. You know, and then you know, I'd have like a cousin. You know, I'm going to tell like it is, and you'll say a bunch of stuff that's true. Well, just because you're what you're saying is true doesn't mean you should be saying that at thanks, the Thanksgiving table. Like, you know what, what I'm saying? What was the cousin saying? It, all types of stuff. Oh. It's like, you know, I'm, I call it like I see it. Well, yeah, that can be true, but it also doesn't mean that's for right here and right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it kind of get that vibe with, with Sean Payton's comments here. Yeah, I, I just, um, it's 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 a little bit, usually you don't call your colleagues out. No. Right? You show a little bit of professional respect there. Yeah. And he's, he's you know, Daniel Hackett just... You know, calling them, calling them out in the biggest of ways. No right? joke. You try to show a little, you know, grace to that guy because you're in that same profession and it is a hard profession. And even though it was a disaster, we all saw it was a disaster. We knew it was a disaster. Yeah. Like to highlight it even more to me is like, wow, okay. And then you're, you know, you're taking a shot at the Jets and how they're handling and they're having hard knocks and how Aaron Rodgers got there and and the cameras are there. But the Jets didn't want hard knocks. No. They were, they were the first team ever forced to right. do it. Right, so they didn't want hard knocks. Right. So you're, you're kind of calling them out for no reason. You're taking a shot at their organization and their Robert Sala. Yeah. And, and like, okay, if you want to take a shot at Nathaniel Hackett, all right. But now you're taking a shot at what the Jets are doing, and the Jets didn't even want to do hard knocks. They did So it wasn't like, the, you're like, yeah, come on. Yeah. We want all of this yeah, attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so. And by the way, Robert, Sa- Robert Sala stepped up to the microphone 15 minutes ago, and the first question he's asked is about this stuff. Yes. Not Hackett. Sala. Right. So, yes. and we'll play that response for you a little bit later, but it's, 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 um, man, um, a, a lot, some of it fired me up. Yeah. Some of it made me question what the heck's going on. <laughs> like I, I, I thought we were supposed to be grinding in silence and we're making, like when I say this is making news, it is the top headline at ESPN.com. Um, it's, we've been at brother's barbecue for two segments now and they've had Sean Payton's name and the quotes spelled out. Uh, on the TV with uh, Diana Rossini reacting to it. I mean, this is this is everywhere. I mean, this is this went viral. Yeah, it did. Um, I don't know. I mean, overall, what's your what's your overall thought? Do you do you like it? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Where, where are you at with the with the comments? Just just a broad stroke on all of them. Let's have that conversation coming up next. From Brothers Barbecue off I-25 in Arapahoe, getting you set for today's fan war room camp comeback special. Here's Stokely and Zach. All right, reacting to the biggest story in Denver sports, and one of the biggest stories just nationally right now. If you go to ESPN.com, uh, top headline is Sean Payton rips Nathaniel Hackett for job with Denver, jabs Jets. That's the number one top headline. Go to Pro Football Talk. Go to Bleacher Report. Go to NFL.com. I mean, this thing is 
everywhere. Uh, and we haven't even gone over, like, the quotes yet specifically. And we'll do that here in a second. Um, I'll say this. Uh, you, you asked the question going yes, into the, 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 the break. Just overall, what's your view on it? And my view is that uh, Sean Payton is flexing his power within the Denver Broncos. I think that there's multiple things that we can point to uh, in that regard that we'll get to here in a second. I think that he is um, putting a target on his own back and putting a target on the back of the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, And I think he was trying to alleviate some of the pressure that last year was, you know, it was just about Russell. Um, And I think that fires up the fan base a little bit. But, man, the pressure around here, the pressure just got kicked up a notch, and it was self-induced. Out of thin air, it was self-induced. And those are, those are some of my bigger overarching takeaways. How about you? Yeah, um, but you didn't answer my question. You gave a nice synopsis of what you thought. Mm-hmm. Overall, do you like it or do you not like it? <sighs> I liked the quotes themselves, but I don't know if I like it fundamentally. Okay. And, 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 and I, I'm not trying to fence ride. But when you, I isolate the quotes, I like the quotes. I just don't know if I like it right here, right now, from that guy, um, because it feels a, a tad unnecessary. And I'll, I, and, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I feel a little bit conflicted on how I feel about it, just to, just to be real. Okay. Um, and that's fair, because right? it's, it's, it's a lot there. It, it is. And I think as a fan... Um, you probably love it, like you said. I think of fans, you, you you probably like, oh, this is great, right? You know, we we I, I don't want a coach that's just going to be you know like a robot. Yeah, I don't want that. I, I want someone that's going to be kind of a little bit all over the place, and that's um, and and so I, I think as a fan, I would I would love it. Um, I don't know what it does for the locker room. I don't know what it does for the players. Um, I don't know what it does for Sean Payton. I don't think it does any good. You know, it's not going to help them win football games. I think the spotlight uh, becomes brighter on them. I think, you know, when you're talking about playoffs for a team that hasn't been there in seven years, seven years forever, like and you're, you're saying, like, this is a playoff team. I'll be pissed off if we don't make the playoffs. That's what he said, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're setting that expectation out there now. So, um, the, and you're the head coach. Like, why? Um, I think you're putting more pressure on the team, and, and you didn't need to do that. So, um, I, th- I don't think it's it's it helps the locker room at all. So overall, I think uh, it's uh, he didn't do a, a a good thing by doing um, this interview. I really don't care about the gambling one and, and talking about you know Goodell and all that. I kind of like that. Um, but this one talking about the playoffs and throwing the Jets under the bus and throwing Nathaniel Hackett under the bus and. And, and, you know, all these other things that he did is like, oh, my goodness, un- unnecessary. Yeah. Just really unnecessary. And especially with the approach, you're talking about, you know, going through the off season and, and keeping your head down and just grinding. And now all of a sudden, everyone's talking about you yeah. and the Denver Broncos. Yeah. That's what everyone's talking about. But that's not what you wanted. So, like, I, I, I just don't get it. It's like, on one hand, yes, the off season was great. Everyone was low-key, right? You... Um, restricted all media access, no, 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 no press conferences from these guys, and all this stuff that's so different. All right, cool, but now you're going to be doing this, 
and you're going to be, you know, lighting fires all over the NFL, and you're going to be the talk of the NFL? It, it, it doesn't correlate to me. So I, I'm kind of confused um, by that. And then even in the interview, you're talking about, you know, the PR spin yeah, yeah, and stuff yes, that was going down uh, yes, last year, yes. what a disaster it was. Yeah. And, um, and then you're talking about the Jets, and, and now you're doing that again. Yeah, calling said, your shot for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He said, um, he said. Uh, uh, here's the quote. He said, "It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. Part of it was their own fault, relating to spending too much bleeping time trying to win the off season, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around, and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The, and this is where he goes. The Jets did that this year." You watch. Hard knocks. All of it. I can see it coming. So, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, you're being critical of the PR a year ago, but from a public relations standpoint right here and now, um, you're the biggest story in the NFL today. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you just kind of felt like they wanted to keep their head down and just work. And they did. Right. And they did. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're starting training camp here, the most important part of the season so far. Yeah. And it's uh, all we're talking about is you and what you talked about. Um, And so I don't know. That's why I'm trying to think what would be the reasoning for this. Uh, What do you think? Like I said earlier, my, my only thought process here would be you're trying to take the pressure off of Russ and, and trying to take the spotlight off of Russ's awful season last year and let him take a deep breath. And now all the attention is on you, Sean Payton. And you're setting that expectation for the team. It's playoffs. Um, and, you know, we all knew that Russ was terrible last year. Yep. But but Sean's telling us that Nathaniel Hackett was terrible, too. And everything they did last year, and they, they you know, all the, the talking points that we talked about last year, um, the 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 office, you know, the access yep. uh, that you know uh, that we did on our show. Yep. You know, we're the one that that broke the story on the office. We're the one that was talking about the all access from people walking right by us of uh, the 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 quarterback coach, the agent, the, the the wife, the kids, and walking in and out of the building like it was their house. You know, um, and so uh, that was big talking point. And so, but but the spotlight was on Russ. For that, people blamed him. Yeah, but it was allowed. Yeah, you know that's what he talked yes. about. Yeah, he's like they allowed that to happen. Wide ranging, they're all over the place. Yeah, you know, um, and so I, I don't know. How, what, about, what the, do you how about the? You know, I threw it out. The, I threw it out there on Twitter. Like, hey, tell me what you think. You like? Did you like all of it? Did you like some of it? Is it partly hypocritical? You know, and 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 ask that question. Uh, Bronco fanatic ninety seven says. Uh, one of the things he loved about it is it takes any excuse away from Russell Wilson moving forward. That, like, hey, that was then. But So if you can't play now, yeah, you can't play. Right. You know? And that's fine because that's, I mean, that's the way it was going to be regardless. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Have, you don't yeah. have to make comments like that because, look, we saw last year was a disaster. We know now you got a new coach. If you play bad again this year with Sean yeah. Payton, yeah. you know, it, it might be the – you're, you're nearing the end. Yeah, here. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that was regard. I think that was going to be the case, you know, without the comments. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like when you say, like, okay, what, what, what could have been the, 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 the number one objective here? The, the opening sentence of this article from Jarrett Bell from USA Today is: Not one minute had passed 
from the moment Sean Payton welcomed a curious visitor into his office when the new Denver coach delivered a striking message. Message. Can I say this to you? Shuffling stuff on his desk. I'm going to be pissed off if we're not a playoff team. Like, he did not get wound up to this point. This was within the first 60 seconds. He is springing into whatever mode this is. And, you know, um, I'll say this. Um, well, well, let me ask you. Do you think that this puts the entire building on notice? On notice to um, that uh, it's playoffs or, or bust or like what what kind of notice? Um, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, the, new yeah, expectations yeah, yeah kind here. of that. Like, like the. I think I think Sean Payton had already delivered. Um, Sean Payton. I, I made the, the, this analogy. He's like he's the, the new principal. There's a new principal in the school, and when he walks down the hallway. The gang of teenagers scatters to class, where in the past it felt like maybe a substitute teacher with the with the principal name tag on. Right. This feels like the real thing. Um, it is. Yeah. It is. But my my thing here, and I don't know if you have another thought to no, shut off. No, 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 it's just like, this is like, I'm the guy. Like, I'm the guy. But we like, know that. Right, we already right, know that. Right, that message right. was sent in the offseason yeah. when you did things so differently. Right. Like, we knew that as media members. The players knew that. They know how they're handling their business. Everything is different. Practice are a little bit more demanding, a little tougher, right? And the training camp is going to be uh, tougher than what it was. And we as media members know it, yeah. how he handled things. Players, uh-huh, you're not doing press conferences. You know, oh, no, no. Hey, hey, social media team, uh-huh. You're not putting all this stuff out there. Sorry, guys. You know, we'll let you do your little um, uh, uh, schedule unveil or whatever, but that's it. Like the, the radio silence from from all the social media stuff that we saw from years past to how we do. So everyone knows that he's in charge. You call your shot and you start talking about playoffs, though, to me, unnecessary. Unnecessary to mention playoffs right now. No need. Why? Why? Is, is that going to help the Denver Broncos out uh, when you start talking about playoffs with an awful football team that's trying to just, you know, put one foot in front of another and get to a winning season? Beat the Chiefs once, you know, and, and, and break that streak. Like, they're trying to do stuff here. And now we're talking about playoffs. Come on. Playoffs? No. I mean, you need to talk about – you don't need to talk about any of that stuff. Right. Let, let let other people talk about that. And and, and what's interesting and that's is what's confusing to me. Yeah, and that's what's maddening to me. Like there's no need to put the pressure on the team. And you start talking about playoffs. Guess what? Now we start talking about playoffs. Now fans start talking about playoffs. Right. And, and, and our expectations. And that's where I am. It's like okay, right. the, the head coach is, is is drawing the line of like this is what is failure and this is what's not. I'm going to be pissed if we don't make it. A part of that I like. A part of it I like to a certain degree. Do it with your team, right? Don't do it right. out and out, out and um, uh, you know, and this in, is, the, in the national media. And, and 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 this is what I think is a little bit. Um, and I'll just and I'll just say it. And this is why I asked the question this way: Like, did you think it was hypocritical that he asked for silence and is making all this noise? He says when he goes, you know, when he's coming at the PR department from a year ago in the pomp and circumstance and marching people around, and you don't have to do that. Look at the Jets. You watch, and then you know what the last. Uh, sentences for that quote he goes so listen just put the work in but like hold on <laughs> hold on um we're kind of operating in two different lanes here like right. I, I i have no doubt that denver's gonna put the work in and this is gonna be the hardest training camp we've seen but 
um, this is uh, definitely some noise. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of noise. And so it, it contradicts what he's been saying earlier and how they've been operating earlier. Now we're getting to the, the, the most important time, and it's all up. It's like, well, what happened to everything else? And as a player, you know, you're probably looking like, damn. Oh wow! I I thought we were going to keep our head down and grind here, coach. And now, you know, you're you're all over ESPN and all over you know all of these news stations. It's like wow, okay. I I, I thought we wanted anonymous donors here. We're just going to work. Now you're talking about playoffs, and and now guess what? Now players are going to be talked that yeah. asked about playoffs. Yes, and oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, which is unnecessary. It, it it just really is, and and so it's it's so different than than what how you've operated all off season, and so that's why it's it's um. Really confusing to me of why, why he went down that road. What's not confusing to me, and it's never been less confusing, is that one guy mentioned this in this article is in very, 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 very big trouble. And I'll tell you exactly who it is coming up next. Live from Brothers Barbecue off I-25 in Arapahoe, getting you set for today's fan war room camp comeback special. Here's Stokely and Zach. All right, we're reacting to this massive story that we didn't see coming. Sean Payton's explosive quotes to USA Today that have him on SportsCenter, front page on ESPN.com, uh, disrupting the apple cart. That is for sure. And what what uh, uh, sports talk show hosts around the country thought they were going to be talking about uh, today. And, you know, I, I'm almost interested, like, what are they saying in New York on a day like today? You know, because they're now, you know, not even catching a stray. They're taking a direct shot from the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, Robert Sala had to answer the question about it in the press conference. We'll get to that uh, when we start our war room. We're, we're, we are live at I-25 and Arapahoe Brothers Barbecue. We love being here. I've already met some great listeners. Um, so shout out anyone if you're, if you're anywhere, near, anywhere near the area and want to get some lunch and listen to us um, break down the Broncos, look ahead to training camp. Uh, we're going to be here until 2 o'clock doing exactly that. Um, Stoke, I'm convinced. I've been convinced. Talked about it yesterday. Been talking about it for a while. That uh, I think this is Sean. Uh, excuse me. This is George Payton's last year as general manager of the Denver Broncos. You've been, um, you know, all over it, and and certainly, um, you know, I've I've looked at it a little bit differently. And um, but you kind of called this shot for a while, and, and I could see how it definitely could be. I mean, it's low hanging fruit there when you when you look at, you know, what the changes that have happened and how bad he's done at his job. Um, and now I think you've got more to back up your stance, right? You want, if you, if you want to go into some of the, the couple of things that have just happened yeah, here yeah. in the last two days from Sean Payton. Yeah. And, and, and I just don't think, and like, just from the Broncos yeah, and just from the Broncos yeah. and just building the Denver Broncos. Like, can you point to things that George Payton has got right? Sure. But it'd be the equivalent of, you know, screwing in the right light bulb, but the roof is leaking. Like, one thing is way more important than the other. So when you make the biggest trade in the last 30 years of the Denver Broncos, big, one of the biggest trades in, in, in recent NFL history, then turn around and sign that guy to uh, the third largest contract in NFL history. When you sign Randy Gregory to a five-year, $70 million deal in your biggest defensive swing of the offseason, when you bring back Melvin Gordon and it becomes poisonous, and all this stuff, um, I just don't think he can survive it. But when Sean Payton is asked by Jarrett Bell of USA Today what happened 
with Russell Wilson and the lines being blurred between Jake Heat being in the building, Russell's own quarterback coach, and Sean Payton says, quote, that wasn't his fault. Talking about Wilson. Talking about Russ. That wasn't his fault. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everyone else who watched it happened, end quote. And when you take a look at that on the surface, Damani Leach wasn't really around last year like that as no. the team president. He's got no say in that anyway. He's doing the business He's side. Doing the He's doing the business side. anything on the football side. Exactly. Greg Penner was a brand-new owner and a non-football guy. He's not thinking of Greg Penner no. when he says that. He's not thinking of Damani Leach. He's thinking about George Payton, who is the only guy, and, and along with the head coach, uh, who's still here in that position. And I just, when you add all this stuff up, the natural factors that we talked about with the Broncos, him being isolated, and, and we talked about it off the air. Damani Leach spoke yesterday. Greg Penner spoke yesterday. The head coach spoke yesterday. And the general manager did not. And I think if you think there, there's nothing to that, that's incredibly naive. No, and, and you brought that up to me. Um, like, guess who didn't speak? And I'm like, I don't, like, George Payton, like, wow, you're right. He didn't talk at all. But we have the team president speaking. We have the team owner speaking. We have the head coach speaking. Where's the general manager at? Three of the four executive prongs right. of the organization. Why is he not um, talking on, yep. on, on the day that, that camp is starting when, when everyone else is talking? So it, it's like it just adds more to your theory and your thought that this is going to be it for for George Payton. And how can you ignore that? How can you ignore that? And then you have Sean Payton, you know, throwing the general manager under the bus for allowing Russ to kind of do whatever he wanted to do last year. Right. Right. And so you put all this stuff together. And look, if that was your guy, you know, if that was your guy and you're talking about, um, you know, how the parents let the kid do whatever he wanted, you, you, you would you would. Highlight the head coach yeah. over the general. You wouldn't yeah. put the general manager in there. They're side by right? side. Because you know what it's going to do, and he's still here. He's still in the building. You're still working with him, and you're saying general manager. Yeah. You know people are going to look at that and say, wow, wow, I, I thought that relationship would seem pretty good on the outside. Is it? Is it really good? Or is this going to be it for George Payton? Because Sean Payton's already calling him out as being part of the issue yeah. last year, yeah. allowing yeah. all that nonsense to happen. You know, and I, I think that, um, you know, things have started to become more real from a football side. And I think that Sean Pay Payton might be out at the, you know, the last phase of OTAs or mandatory minicamp or somewhere along the way is looking at the football roster and already getting frustrated that 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 in the groceries that he's been given. Um, so. I think the chickens are going to come home to roost. I think this is George Payton's last year. I think his existence right now with the Broncos is almost a formality. And this offseason, he will be shown the door. He'll be written a check. Um, and Sean Payton will bring in his guy, maybe the assistant GM right now in New Orleans, someone he has a really good relationship with. And it's a Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean type of setup here in Denver. Yeah, uh, certainly that that could be the case. You know, it's we we talked a lot about George, you know, not making it to to this year because of what happened. And Greg Penner looking at him like, dude, 
you know, that's that's going down as one of the worst trades in NFL history. And you made me pay this guy all this money. Yep. I want to see him produce. Right. right? So, uh, but he survived that. He's got another chance. And, and we'll see what it looks like. But Sean Payton can't be uh, thrilled with looking out at, at that roster and some of the moves that George Payton has made. Uh, I think it just comes down to that relationship, right, that they have and how, they, how Sean Payton feels about that moving forward, but also how the draft went for him, how the offseason went for him. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, because what's done is done. Yeah. You know, there, there's no changing some of those moves. What's the dynamics between the two? And then, but, you know, anytime that um, a new guy's in town and that guy is a guy like Sean Payton, he has his guys. Right, I mean, like you have guy. Everyone has guys that they trust and that yeah. that they want to work with, yeah. and that and Sean Payton's been around this business for a long, long time. So you know he has a list of three, four, five, six of his guys yep. that he would love to take that job with, the, that he would love to be the general manager and work with. Right. Yep. So uh, yep, it's going to be interesting storyline to follow throughout the season, of course, and the, and the off season to see you know if this relationship continues or not. And 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 I'll add this. I don't think they'll have to pitch Greg Penner on why they're moving on. Because you go back to the hiring process of Sean Payton in the first place. As non-football owners, as non-football owners, okay, you would think that if you really had ultimate trust from, if you're Greg Penner and you're not a football guy and you're hiring a football coach, wouldn't you want your general manager in there with you if you truly trusted him? To just be a, a, even just to be physically present and, you know, hear everything as a sounding board for after. George Payton was on the outside, ready to do tours of the facility. So, um, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it all ages here over the next, uh, six, seven months or so. Okay, we're live here, I-25 and Arapahoe Brothers Barbecue. Uh, starting tomorrow, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 will be presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Uh, for today, we are about to get off the ground our war room training camp special. Cecil Lammy's in the building. Orlando Franklin's in the building. Stokely isn't going anywhere. We're going to break down training camp, but also this massive story from Sean Payton in the USA Today that has exploded nationally. All that is coming up next.